1411, John of Gaunt assassinated himself by accidentally jumping on himself from a great height. Well, what do you know? What do you know? I know that in 1411, John of Gaunt assassinated himself. We just told you that. Ah, but I knew it before you told me. Quiet and go away. (laughs) Well, what do you know? I know when I'm not wanted. Oh, for Once again to the prunes of the Angus Strain tune, we bring you from the three corners of the earth a glittering star-studded team of Tim Brooke Taylor. He's the star. John Cleese. He's the star. David Hatch. He's married. Joe Kendall and Bill Oddie. They're not even good friends. Who all want to say to you... In 1411, John of Gaunt assassinated himself by accidentally jumping on himself from a great height. From a great height. <laughs> and... It's I'm sorry, I'll read that again. Again. Ha <laughs> ha. Excuse me, is this a vet? Yes, this way. Mr. Vulture Pant will see you now. Come in. Well, what have we here? One of our feathered friends. Oh, whose little pet are you there? Uh, doctor. Go uh, on, let him perch on my finger. Well, That's it. Now, up on my um, shoulder. Uh, Who's a cheeky thing, then? Who's a cheeky thing? What kind is he? A uh, cocker spaniel. <laughs> Yes, sir, yes, silly old me. I'm glad you come, Kitty. I thought you were a bird. Now, what's wrong with him? Um, well, he's not been eating his bones lately, and... Uh, you're sure he's not a bird? Of course I'm sure. And he's beginning to... Because I'm awfully good with birds. Yes, I And uh, not so good with cats. He's a dog. Yes, I'm very good with aardvarks. He's not an aardvark. No, he's a dog. And I'm wonderful with bald-pated tapers. He's a dog! And I'm fatal with dogs. Still, I'll do my best. Uh, you're quite sure he's not a bird? He's a dog! Anyway, he's beginning... Because I really am fantastically good with birds. If he were a bird, it'd be a lot better for him. He's a dog! Dog! D-O-G! Dog. Dog. Yes, dog. Dog! Dog. Yes, he's a dog. Yes, he's a dog. Not a bird. No. 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 And I think he's off his biscuits. You could mistake him for a bird, you know, in the dark. (laughs) Asleep in a sack. And his teeth are beginning to fall out. Have you tried teaching him to fly? What? You see, he's got very big ears, enormous ears. I'm sure we could uh, we could get him to flap them hard enough. Uh, we could get him off the ground. What? Yeah, I'll tell you what. I'll take his left ear, and you take that one. Right, got it? Now, hold it up, and flap it up and down, and I'll flap mine. Up and down, up and down. Flap, 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 flap. Faster, keep flapping. Now, quick, take a poker, and knock his legs from under him. Good, he's getting the idea. I think he is a bird, you know. Now, now, climb up on that bookshelf, will you? Are you up? Yes, I'm up. Now, I'll hand him up to you. Now, uh, you hold him by his ears. Right, and just swing him around a little. Now, drop him. Oh, dear, he didn't fly, did he? He bounced a bit, but he didn't fly. No, you see, that's because he's not a bird. He's a dog. I know, I know, I know. Ah, I know. Let's see if he likes bird seed. Oh, here we are, Dickie. Nice bird seed. Come on. Come on. No, he won't touch it. Well, that clinches it. He's a bird. What? Well, if he won't eat bird seed, he's either an ill bird or a well dog. Right. And this is a vet. So he wouldn't be here if he were well. No. So he's not a dog, so he must be a bird. Uh, how's he been singing lately? He doesn't sing. Oh, yes, he does. I heard him out in the corridor. Oh, oh. There you are, you hear that? 
was a bomb. Nonsense. Get him to do it again. Pull his tail. You're... Oh, oh, oh. Oh, there you are. What purity. Hear those brown mellow tones. Quite delightful. Brown mellow tones. Of course, he's got a sore throat, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm sure he could, he could fly if he had a longer time to get going. All right. Um, open the window. This is the seventh floor. That's all right. That's all right. Open it. Right yeah. Good. And out he goes. Oh, see him hover. You see him hovering there in mid Oh, no, you should have let go of the lead. That's better. Oh, there he goes. Is he a bird? Is he a dog? Oh, he's flown away. Now we'll never know. Joe Kendall always thought her Italian was rather good. In fact, he was fantastic. <laughs> At least, when she went on holidays, she never had any trouble communicating with the average Italian in the street. <laughs> but when she went to call on an Italian family, she soon learned the importance of having a really thorough grip on a language before you start using it. She will now read you exactly what she said to these people when she went to call on them. She's got it all there in a letter from their lawyers. <laughs> Good morning, Miss Mondadori. And good evening to your husband, Mrs. Mondadori. <laughs> it is indeed a lovely sunrise if those clouds had have gone. And these are your daughter. He's extremely effeminate. <laughs> that eye. And such brown hairs. Look! It has skin all over its hands. It's so big and overweight like its mother. <laughs> Mrs. Montadori, let me say again how overwhelmed I am to set foot at last in your hovel. <laughs> Have a fag. It is good to be here, out of the bustle and hustle of the streets, where I can squat in this soft chair and go to pieces. <laughs> Allow me, Mrs. Montadori, to compliment your wife on her superb bosom. <laughs> Exquisitely, she has arranged them on the mantelpiece. <laughs> well, then, thank you once more for the cup of caffeine. I must sally forth again into the hurly-burly of Florence. But first, Mrs. Montadori, allow me to handle you, the father of such divinely unexpected children. <laughs> How it moves us in my bowel to leave thee. The madam of the most... Disorderly house in Tuscany. I hope I can do you the honor of blundering in again someday. A drop dead and thanks again for nothing. Some time ago, we joined three four-month-old babies outside a supermarket and eavesdropped on their conversation. Today we find one of them, Johnny, alone in his pram outside the same supermarket when Rupert and his mother unceremoniously join him. You wicked evil little kids, you sit here about you, I'll smash your face in! Morning, Rupert, what have you been up to? Oh, nothing really, I just wanted some fresh air, so I yodeled a bit and then threw some porridge around the room. <laughs> uh, I feel rather fed up, actually, Johnny, it's my gums again, you haven't got a rusk on you by any chance. <laughs> Hang on, I'm not sure, I think I left a bit under my pillow yesterday. Act Actually, Johnny, I think there's a bit on my head if you can reach it. <laughs> ah, Tom. Is your old woman making you feed yourself yet? Because mine is. Good Lord, no. What cheek. Are you standing for it, Rupert? Well, I tried non-cooperation for a few meals and I just starved. Of course, the old man was being very tough, stupid, great idiot. Yeah. Stood there stuffing it in himself as a sort of demonstration effort. And then he puked. <laughs> 
Well, I'm not surprised the muck we get. Actually, talking about puking, Johnny, I'm a bit worried. My old lady's sick every morning, and she says it's because she's having another baby. Well, I've been sick every morning for weeks. I mean, I'm... <laughs> I don't think boys have babies. Uh, I think we have something else. No, uh, I'll get my ears open and try and find out. Look out, look out. Here comes Hugh with his mother. May, but aren't you a pair of good little babies then? Uh? <laughs> <laughs> you just wait there, Hugh, and look after Mumsy Wumsy's shopping. Mumsy won't be long. Get lost, you silly old bag. Where's your brother? <laughs> Hello, Hugh. Your woman's looking dead rough this morning. Poor old brag. She's getting on a bit. We shouldn't laugh. You know, it's cruel. Well, what's new? Rupert thinks he's having a baby. Oh, wet nappies. <laughs> Shut up. Might be a rabbit all I know. What are you doing anyway? Now, I'm just going to drop everything over the side. I forgot to do it when I first arrived. <laughs> that was fun. Hey, hey, look what I found. A bunch of tulips. She loves me. She loves me not. She loves me. She loves me not. Honestly, sometimes I can't get in my pram for shopping. I think I'll have a clear out too. Look at this. Orange juice. That can go for a start. <laughs> she loves me. She loves me not. She loves me. She loves me not. Hey, Johnny, I've been given a super walking doll. It's called Bonzo, and it's all furry, and it rushes around the room making funny noises. That's a dog, you fool. <laughs> oh, I thought it was Dad who was eating my rush. She loves me. She loves me not. She loves me... She loves me not. I see. Shut up. Shut up for Pete's sake. Here comes the vicar. Plan B. Daddy! Daddy! It's all right. It's all right. That's shifted him. His wife looked a bit rattled, too. How's the crawling, Hugh? Crawling? Do you mind? I can stand. I can reach the china cupboard, though they don't know that yet. I'm saving it. <laughs> it's going to be smashing. <laughs> smashing. They didn't know I could reach the phone till I dialed New York. Hey! Hey, I'm fed up with this squashy elephant. Has anyone got anything hard I can chew? I've got a rattle. How wet. You still playing with rattles? What's that leather case? Yes. Oh, mother's glasses. Want them? Yeah, they'll do. Check them across. What a lousy shot. I'll show you how to throw. Hang on while I find something. Ah, oh, tin of soup. Watch this. Are you all right, Hugh? Hugh? Are you all right? Oh, well, he said he wanted a snooze. Oh. Hey, his pram's moving. That stupid old bag must have forgotten to put the brake on. Look out! He's going quite fast, isn't he? Where do you think he'll end up? Oh, that calls the pub. He might bounce off into the butcher. Oh, this could be fun. Bye, Bye Hugh! now for a song. Who should be singing it for us but John Cleese? Anybody should be singing it for us. Be that as it may, here he is. John Cleese and the loving Prunful with... with the ferret song. Yeah. Hey. 
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
And now, part one of our adventure serial, The Curse of the Flying Wombat. sometimes fall into it, sit down under it and swallow it until their tummies become distended and then explode. How disgusting. Men with salt in their veins. Oh, I bet that stings. Men who don't know the meaning of the word death. Uh, Captain, can I look at your dictionary? No. Our tale begins in London. The time is 1850, or in other words, 10 to 7. <laughs> among, among the teeming wharves of London's dockland are strangely handsome Indeed, ugly hero, Tim Brown Windsor, seeks out a notorious dockside tavern where he has been summoned by a mysterious massage. Ah, this looks like the place, the Puma and Mowing Machine. <laughs> notorious dockside tavern, it says. I'll go inside. <laughs> No, I've been summoned here by a mysterious massage. But wait a moment. What's that evil-looking crew sitting over there? They look to me like press gang. Yes, sir. They're from the Daily Ferret. <laughs> well, I don't care much for the look of them. No, sir. They're not really my type either. Well, bring me a pint of grog with just a dash of glue. I need a stiff drink. Very good. <laughs> nice of you to say, sir. Ah, belated young fella. Wouldn't you and me messmates aboard the saucy ferret? Didn't we serve together in the China Seas? Aye, and swipe me buckles. Wouldn't it you have saved me life that time you was rounding the Cape of Good Hope for the height of the monsoon? No, I'm a chartered accountant. <laughs> it must have been my wife. But surely you remember me, old Hatch. Oh, fairly old Hatch as I was then. No, but I knew a boy at school called Martindale. The same. Well, drink up, me bully boy, for old time's sake. Wait a tick. Strangely sleepy of a sudden. I'm not boring you, am I? My drink, it's been drugged. How do we know? It's fallen asleep. <laughs> tis true, and twas me as did it. I'm sorry, lad, but tis the only way we can get a crew for our vessel, the flying wombat. My eyes are heavy. I. Ha <laughs> <laughs> tis done. Not to say overdone. <laughs> Lads, let's get this lover aboard, for we do sail with the midnight tide. The midnight tide? Hi, the midnight tide. The midnight tide. When I found myself in the hold of the flying wombat, struggling out of its clutches, I went up on deck <laughs> and decided to look round. I am a little plump anyway. 
fancied end of the ship, I found old Hatch, the first mate, addressing the crew. Right then, me boy boys, I'd like you to meet young Jim Ladd, the new cabin boy. Hello there, darlings. <laughs> Here, that bain't be no cabin boy, that there be do, do be, that bain be, be, do it, do it. Indeed, and what's more it is, yes, a feminine female woman of the opposite. Tis well known that it do be terrible bad luck to have a young woman on board a ship like this. Tis only bad luck for the young woman. <laughs> <laughs> You may laugh. Thank you. Pay no heed to old Peapody there, me arties, but smarten up. Here comes our captain, Otto Cleese. I say, good heavens, not the Otto Cleese ferret impersonator. No. <laughs> That'll be his twin brother, Otto. Ah. Captain Cleese was a tall, barrel-chested, gimlet-eyed, beetle-browed, cheese-and-onion-flavoured man. He came up the companionway and stepped slightly on the poop. He turned to the crew and held up a hand. Ah, put me down. <laughs> the crew fell silent. Then they got up again noisily. The captain spoke. Uh, <clears throat> right here then, chums. Now, we, we sail at midnight on a voyage to the other side of the world in search of adventure uh, and romance and fish. Uh, I know I know, I can depend on you, my tocarines. Aye, uh, my tocarines. Sure, What? Tocarines. I made it up myself. It's rather good, isn't it? Anyway, man your posts, my tocarines. We sail at midnight. Ha ha, Jim Lair. Was I all right? <laughs> But as the flying wombat prepares to set sail, in a little hobble by the docks, the sinister owner of the kosher Chinese laundry, Casey O'Sullivan, receives a visit from Masha Wilkins, one of his underlings. Who is it? 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 Oh, yeah, please. boss, do you think they'll no. get to you-know-where and find you-know-what before we do? I think not. You see, I took the precaution of putting a bomb on board the boat. Time to go up at that Oh, so... So, when they sail out of the harbour, the fuse will burn down and then... Bim! No, 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 no. Beam. Burn. Boom. Oh, boom. Boom! Boom! Meanwhile... Meanwhile, on board the Flying Wombat. I say, Tim, darling. Yes, Jim, lad. <laughs> Look what I've just found in the hold. I say, that looks like a bomb. Time to go off at half past twelve. That's what I thought. Do you suppose it could be? I wonder. I wonder. <laughs> is this the end for our hero? What is the mysterious quest of Captain Cleese? Where does Maisie Robinson fit into the picture? Will Casey O'Sullivan and Masha Wilkins triumph? How do you make a sausage roll? You can find out the answers to these and many other questions in next week's thrill-packed, spine-chilling, ferret-filled, action-ribbled... <laughs> ...episode of Down Your Way. Once again, the Angus Prune tune brings to a halt. I'm sorry, I'll read that again. 
The voices you heard were those of well-known writer and broadcaster Tim Brooke Taylor, millionaire socialite John Otto Cleese, Old Hatch, Joe Trendy Kendall, and wisecracking Billoddy. This edition of I'm Sorry I Read It Again was written by John Cleese, Graham Garden, David Hatch, and Clive James, the song by John Cleese and Graham Chapman, and the rest of the music was provided and played by Dave Lee. The show was produced by Humphrey Barclay, who we all love because he's very shy and retiring next week. <laughs> Join us again at the same time again next week when, who knows, it may be your turn to hear John Otto Cleese say... It's I'm Sorry I'll Read That Again, again. When anything is burned, and I always listen to I'm sorry I'll read that again. You don't. My name is Angus Brew, and I'll never miss saying it's